0: Welcome to Jesus is the Voice of Truth. Cultivating a lifestyle of generosity will transform every aspect of your life, marriage, family, relationship, and your finances. Join Michael Montoya from Jesus for Life Ministries as he reveals the truth to experiencing God's abundance and grace every day. Welcome to Jesus is the Voice of Truth. My name is Michael Montoya. I am a teacher and an evangelist. And today the name of our title is You Shall Know Them By Their Fruits. So turn your Bibles to Matthew chapter 7 verses 15 to 29. Let's look at Matthew 7:15. Wherever the stern demands of true discipleship are taught, there are false teachers who advocate the wide gate and easy way. They water down the truth until There is not enough left to make soup for a sick grasshopper. These men who profess to be speaking for God come in sheep's clothing, giving the appearance of being true believers, but inwardly they are ravenous wolves, i.e. they are vicious unbelievers who prey on the immature and unstable and the gullible. Let's look at chapter 7, verses 16-18. to They deal with the detection of false teachers. You will know them by their fruits. Their licentious lies and destructive teaching betray them. A tree or plant produces fruit according to its character. Torn bushes cannot bear grapes. Thistles do not bear figs. A good tree bears good fruit, and a bad tree bears bad fruit. The principle is true in the natural world and in the spiritual world. The life and the teaching of those who claim to speak for God should be tested by the Word of God. If they do not speak according to this word, it is because there is no light in them. Isaiah chapter 8 verse 20. The destiny of the false teacher is to be thrown into the fire. The doom of false teachers and prophets is swift destruction. Second Peter chapter 2 verses 1. They can be known by their fruits. Let's look at Matthew chapter 7 verses 21 to 23. Jesus says, I never knew you. The Lord Jesus next warns against people who falsely profess to acknowledge him as Savior, but they never have been converted. Not everyone who calls Jesus, Lord, Lord, shall enter the kingdom of heaven. Only those who do the will of God enter the kingdom. The first step is doing the will of God is to believe in the Lord Jesus. John chapter 6, 29. Now let's look at Matthew Chapter Seven Twenty Two. On Judgment Day, when the unbelievers stand before Christ, it tells you in Revelations twenty eleven to fifteen, many will remind him that they have prophesied, or cast out demons, or performed many wonders, all in his name. But all they profess will be in vain. Jesus will declare to them that he never knew them or acknowledged them as his own. From these verses we learn that not all miracles are of divine origin and that not all miracle workers are divinely accredited. A miracle simply means that a supernatural power is at work. That power may be divine or satanic. Satan may empower his workers to cast out demons temporarily in order to create the illusion that the miracle is divine. He is not dividing his kingdom against itself in such a case but is plotting an even worse invasion of demons in the future. Let's look at Matthew chapter 7, verses 24 and 29. Jesus says, Build on the rock. Chapter 7, 24, Jesus closes his sermon with a parable that drives home the importance of obedience. It is not enough to hear these sayings. We must put them into practice. The disciple who hears and does Jesus' commands is like a wise man who builds his house on a rock. His house, which is his life, has a solid foundation, and when it is battered by rain and winds, it does not fall. Let's look at Matthew chapter 7:26. The person who hears Jesus' sayings and does not do them is like a foolish man who builds his house on the sand. This man will not be able to stand against the storms of adversity when the rain descended and the winds blew. The house fell because it is not on a solid base. If a person lives according to the principles of the Sermon on the Mount, the world calls him a fool. Jesus calls him a wise man. The world considers a wise man to be someone who lives by sight, who lives for the present, and who lives for self. Jesus calls such a person a fool. It is legitimate to use the wise and foolish builders to illustrate the Gospel. The wise man puts his full confidence in the rock who is Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. The foolish man refuses to repent and rejects Jesus as his only hope of salvation. But the interpretation of the parable actually carries us beyond salvation to its practical outworking in the Christian life. Let's look at Matthew chapter 7 verse 28. As our Lord ended his message, the people were astonished. If we read the Sermon on the Mount, and are not astonished at its revolutionary character, then we have failed to grasp its meaning. The people who heard Jesus recognized a difference between Jesus' teaching and that of the scribes. He spoke with authority, their words were powerless. He was a voice, and theirs was an echo. I'd like to finish by giving everyone a chance to know Jesus better. Make Jesus the Lord of your life. Prayer of salvation is our first real conversation with God. The prayer of salvation is the most important prayer you'll ever pray. When you're ready to become a Christian, you're ready to have our first real conversation with God. And these are the components. We acknowledge that Jesus Christ is God and that He came to the earth as a man in order to live the sinful life that we could not live that he died in our place so that we would not have to pay the penalty we deserve. We confess our past life of sin living for ourselves and not obeying God. We admit that we are ready to trust Jesus Christ as our Savior and our Lord. We ask Jesus to come into our heart, take up residence there and begin living through us. It begins with faith in God. When we pray the prayer of salvation we're letting God know we believe that his word is true. By the faith that He has given us, we choose to believe in Him. The Bible tells us that without faith it is impossible to please Him, for he who comes to God must believe that He is, and that He is a rewarder of those who diligently seek Him. Hebrews 11.6 So when we pray, asking God for the gift of salvation, we are exercising our free will to acknowledge that we believe in Him. That demonstration of faith pleases God, because we have freely chosen to know Him. We are confessing our sin. When we pray the prayer of salvation, we're admitting that we've sinned. As the Bible says of everyone, save through Christ alone, for all have sinned and fell short of the glory of God. That's Romans 3.23. To sin is simply falling short of the mark, as an arrow that does not quite hit the bullseye. The glory of God that we fell short of is found only in Jesus Christ. For it is God who commanded light to shine out of darkness, who has shown in our hearts to give the light of knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ, 2 Corinthians 4, 6. So the prayer of salvation then recognizes that Jesus Christ is the only human who ever lived without sin. For he made him who knew no sin to be sin for us that we might become the righteousness of God in him, 2 Corinthians five twenty one. What we are doing is we are professing faith in Christ as Savior and Lord. With Christ as our standard of perfection, we're now acknowledging him as God. Agreeing with the Apostle John that in the beginning was the Word, Jesus Christ, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through Him, and without Him nothing was made that was made. John chapter 1 verses 1 to 3, because God could only accept a sinless sacrifice because He knew that we could not possibly accomplish that. He sent his son to die for us and pay the eternal price. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. That's John 3.16. Listen, if you want to say it today and mean it with your heart, don't wait a moment longer to start your new life with Jesus Christ. Remember, this prayer is not a magical formula. You are simply expressing your heart to God. And if you'd like to do that, Pray this prayer with me. Father, I know that I have broken your laws and my sins have separated me from you. I am truly sorry and I now want to turn away from my past sinful life towards you. Please forgive me and help me avoid sinning again. I believe that your son, Jesus Christ, died for my sins, was resurrected from the dead, is alive, and here's my prayers today. I invite Jesus to become the Lord of my life, to rule and reign in my heart from this day forward. Please send your Holy Spirit to help me obey you and to do your will for the rest of my life. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. So now you've prayed this and you're probably thinking, I prayed it, now what happens? If you prayed this prayer of salvation with true conviction in your heart, you are now a follower of Jesus Christ. This is a fact. Whether or not you feel any different, you are. Some religious systems may lead you to believe that you might feel something like a warm glow, a tingling, or some mystical experience. In fact, you might and you might not. If you have prayed the prayer of salvation and you meant it, you are now a follower of Jesus Christ. The Bible tells us that your eternal salvation is secure. That if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and you believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. That's Romans 10.9. So welcome to the family of God. We encourage you to find a local Bible-based church where you can fellowship with other believers and grow in the knowledge of God through His Word, the Bible. This ministry is listener-supported. If you feel that you have benefited from this message from God, please consider helping to support this ministry and give a gift of any amount so we can continue to spread the Word of God through the power of the Holy Spirit on this platform. Go to JesusIsTheVoiceOfTruth.com And may the Lord richly bless you, your family and friends. Until next time, God bless. And remember, Jesus is the voice of truth. I hope you enjoyed today's program. If you have any prayer requests or questions about Jesus is the voice of truth, we encourage you to email us at voiceoftruth411 at gmail.com or visit our website at jesusisthevoiceoftruth.com Thank you for joining us today, and we look forward to being with you next time. Have a blessed day.